Everything all good? Well, no. Somebody walked by the house, John. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Oh, right. that, that's what I wanted over here. Collections, campaign. I either need to get you into the campaign I have, or I need to join the campaign you created that you put your character in. <laughs> One or the other, so I can, so I don't have to update your character. And just when you update your character, I see that. Oh, that's funny. You're currently level two, correct? That is correct. And you currently just dodged a crossbow bolt. I currently just dodged a crossbow bolt. Let me just find Ellie's. And I gotta make Ellie, I really do. There's a lot I gotta do here. I should just take some time today to make this game better. So Life of Dungeon Master, you could always, always, always do more to make it a little bit better. But if you do too much, then you end up just wasting your time. Because sometimes you don't see half the shit you prepare for. Fair enough. Take my Friday night group, for instance. They've skipped half of the dungeon they're in, basically, right now. <laughs> hmm. But the thing is, is you never know what rooms they're going into, so it's... You gotta prep them all. I suppose um, that makes sense. Game rules. Where am I gonna find this? Sources. Source books. Um... So I tried pulling up the map like I had last week, and it just is not cooperating. Do you want me to send you? No, I mean, I have the maps. It's just not. Uh... Okay. Basic rules. Is it in the basic rules? Tools. Character builder. Nope. I want to check this. I'm going to do a quick search here. What are you looking for? Um, the sidekick stats, huh. which sidekick level, sidekick, all right, so you were standing, you came around the corner. Do you have the map up? I missed. I'm missing you. So some. Ow. Oh here. Yeah, I have. I have the map up. Do so you remember you where you were standing? Yes. Yes. So you came around that corner and were able to get out of the way of a crossbow bolt that hit the wall behind you with a thwack and bang like a spring door stopper. And you hear this, <laughs> it works, it works, it works. And you see at the end of, well, not at the end of the hall, this hallway leads forward into a room where there's a contraption sitting on the floor. And from the ground, you're looking at it, and it's, there are crossbow, crossbows, like heavy crossbows, all attached together to a chair configuration that sits in the middle that has a small elderly gnome with wild white hair kind of balding in the middle but out to the very dark brown 
<laughs> style white hair and this big puffy white goatee and he's in there in a white coat and he's just spinning around and shooting these crossbows <laughs> crossbows at things and as he you notice as you watch it as he's spinning around it seems as he turns from one there's some mechanism on the chair that when he turns his back to a crossbow it reloads it the chair somehow the mechanism will reload the crossbow while his back is to it and he's firing a different crossbow so he's swiveling and you hear this click 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 chunk and he shoots another crossbow bolt and he's just swiveling and he's got his back to you right now and you see this thing being reloaded and it's dawning on you that he's going to turn two more times and then he's going to shoot again. What would you like to do? <clears throat> well, I'm I'm going to... Well, I already pushed Ellie back behind the corner. Like, I pushed her down, right? Yep, you pushed her back the hallway. Okay, so I'm going to jump back behind that corner and uh, yell, yell at him, Hey, we're incoming. Um, you hear click, 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 thunk, click, 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 thunk, the bolt hits the wall in front of you again, and now you notice that there's like four or five of them there, not all of them stuck in the wall, but there's some laying on the floor, you understand now, it, he doesn't seem to have heard you, but based on what you saw before, you know you have a little bit of time to get down the hallway into that room if you would like to try. Or there are other entrances to Nomengard if you want to. <laughs> if I want to bypass. Um, so that's where I am there. I'm going to tell Ellie to stay where she is, and I'm going to. Because how high off the ground are the bolts? Um, probably right about chest level. And they're going straight down the middle of the hallway? Like if I... Like, if I put my back to the wall and edge, I'm not going to get hit. Mm, I can't guarantee that. <laughs> you do have approximately, like, as you're listening to this, you understand you probably have about a good 15 seconds. So if a round is six seconds and your movement in a round is 30 feet, mm -hmm. each one of those squares representing five feet, if you time it right, you could get down into the room and be avoiding him as he's going around in a circle and try and call to him. If that's what you want to do. Otherwise, you can move 15 feet and duck in that other alcove by where you guys came in. So I'm going to wait for the next bolt to get shot and then I'm going to rush at... Or no, I'm going to go into that other hallway and then wait for another bolt to be shot and then rush at him okay so the the next bolt comes around and that one kind of hits the wall and just kind of scatters it doesn't stick lands on the ground you go that time with relative ease to get down to the next hallway uh he's sitting in his chair laughing as this is like he seems to be enjoying himself like maybe that oh roll an insight check Ooh. 
two plus <laughs> two is four. You think this guy's nuts? He's in his, he's in this chair just going around in circles. You think this this gnome is just off his rocker? He seems to be having a really good time though. Uh, you, no difficulty to get down into that next alcove. Um, when the next bolt comes, it goes whizzing by and hits the wall. Uh, make a perception check as you move into the room. Dice are not going to be happy with me today. Two plus four. Okay, so you get down into the room and you see him sitting in this chair. And are you are you going to move? Are you going to try and approach him? Are you going to... Let me do this. Oh, he sees you as you come in this room. As you come into the room, he notices you. And he... Um, uh, he goes, he takes his hand, he's got levers in front of him, he pulls on one of the levers, and the machine does respond and slows down and eventually stops. Barely. <laughs> he shoots two more bolts into walls as you're, uh, as you're sitting there. And if you, when you get in there, you see there are piles of bolts. Actually, not, not piles, a pile of bolts on the east wall like he had been trying to get it to start shooting repeatedly from there and was not having much success <laughs> ah. hello uh hi uh i'm you're aaron a, i'm you're aaron a, you're a tall one yeah i sure am so what what's Wait, going what, on man what are you doing here we came we came looking for the 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 people who who live here we had some questions i live here yeah you do yeah but you should so, probably talk you should probably talk to um 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 not me not me not me no no i got i, I got my work um um oh i'm gonna motion for yeah. ellie to come out you you need to and she you go to motion for her and she comes out of the Second hallway. Like, she moved when you moved. You didn't realize it, though. Um, so she comes out of that second hallway, and uh, he, he's going, I, I need to get back to my back to my work, but uh, Fiddlestib and um, Debblebob, in, the, in their workshop, um, um, they, 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 they know what's going on. So, um, 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 please, uh, I, will, I will give you time to clear out before I start the machine again, but it's working. <laughs> He seems very happy and very wanting to get back to <laughs> what he was doing. All right. So this guy is off his rocker. He jumps down out of the out of the thing with a flourish and lands and goes running up the hallway and you see him start grabbing all the crossbow bolts off the wall. So I'm going to ask I'm gonna ask him what he's doing. Like, what what's he working on? He comes running back with an armful of crossbow bolts, and he opens this wooden crate thing on the contraption and opens it up, and you can see in there there is just piles of neatly organized crossbow bolts that seem to be fed onto a conveyor or something. And he's just neatly lining up all these crossbow bolts, and he grabs one, and he looks at the end of it, and it's kind of bending, ah, and he throws that one away, and he... Uh, defenses, defenses, my boy, defenses. And he runs out, he 
gets all those ones and he turns and he runs over to the big pile in the corner and starts grabbing a huge armload of those and walking over and loading them in and again and throwing the bad crossbow bolts nowhere in particular just over his shoulder but <laughs> he's loading this thing up nice and neatly again and he closes the lid and he goes defenses my boy defenses Go see Fiddlestib and Devil Bob. They, they'll talk to you. And he climbs up in his thing. Goes, and he puts his hand on the lever to start it and then just looks at you expectantly. Go! <laughs> uh, <gasps> so it's... Was he pointing to the room past where... Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he just wants you out of his work yeah. area because he wants to start shooting his... Sorry about it. Sorry to bother you, sir. Uh, we're going to just continue. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I, grab Ellie, I grab Ellie and we run because I don't know how long um, he's going <laughs> to... The second you grab Ellie's hand, he pulls the lever. <laughs> the two of you go running out of the room as two crossbow bolts come flying down the hallway, ricochet off the wall and scatter at your feet. You come running around the corner and there's a... As you head south there, there's a stairway a natural form stairway down leading to a mouth in the, the lake that you saw. There is a hallway to your left that seems to turn to the left as well. And those are the two ways out of where you're at. All right. Yeah, we're not going to go out. We're going to go take a left. Okay, yeah. I'm going to take a left. This hallway as you turn to the left, leads down to a large open room. But there's a hallway off to the right that leads to a smaller room as well. I really don't need this. Are you going to go to the right or are you going to go forward and explore a larger um, open room? We're going to go into the large open room. Okay, as you walk into this room, it kind of opens up the ceiling, gets a little higher. Um, there are... 12, and you count them, large barrels, like 40-gallon wooden barrels in these wide alcoves that are braced by wooden stands that are, lay on their side. Um, Do, is there any markings on them? Is there anything, like, are they familiar? Um, as you're looking at them... Um, you notice that a couple of them are, uh, well, would, are you going left first? Which ones are you looking at? So, I, I, about I, so they're around the room. They're, are they they're around the room in groups of four, just like that on the map. I'm going to look from left to right around the room. Left to right around the room. The first two you come across are empty. The uh, next two seem to, they're tapped, and they seem to have something in them, but they don't seem to be full. There's a little, like, wooden tray below with a dark liquid in it. it smells um, fermented. Ellie, go check it out. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, I'll go... No, you stay well, here, Ellie. I'm going to go check it out. Well, I could go look at it. I, I mean, I'll come with you. I mean, well. I don't think anything in here is going to harm us. These gnomes seem very friendly. You haven't had a lot of luck 
on this trip, so I would prefer it if we were a little more cautious. But do what you want. Oh, I will stay with you. I will watch your back. All right. So I'm going to go check out the barrels and the liquid. Okay. What do you do to check out the liquid? I'm going to uh, take a whiff. Uh, smelling it, it smells fermented. It almost smells like um, a pungent wine. Some kind or alcohol. I'm going to ask Ellie, do I, do I know it's alcohol? Uh, is this something that would be familiar to me? Uh, I don't know. How much alcohol have you had in your lifetime? Aranon. That is a loaded question. <laughs> Aranon. Aranon, how much alcohol have you had in your lifetime? Not Norm. I know how much alcohol Norm's had in his lifetime. Uh, yeah, I'd say he's a fair drinker. All right. Then, yes, you would realize that this this is some form of wine. Okay. You don't know what it's made from exactly, but it is a wine. All right. I'm going to move on to the next barrels, then. Is, are they all the same? Uh, these ones are full. Um, as you go to, not the first one there, but as you go to um, inspect the next one, uh you put your hand on it, and you notice the barrel's really sticky when you go to put your hand on it okay. as you're inspecting it. And then as you go to pull your hand away, your hand doesn't want to move away from it. And you go to pull your hand away, and the front end of the barrel opens up into a wide, toothy maw, and it tries to bite you. I need you to roll initiative. Oh, shit. <laughs> hmm. I don't like this. Jesus Christ. Two plus two. Oh, jeez. What the hell? Let's see. Uh, plus three is five. Two plus. Three. Oh, God. This is not going to go well for you guys. Um, great. <coughs> trying, trying to um, kill us again. Yeah, it, se it seems that way. Uh, you had a five? I did. So it's it. Then you, then Ellie. Because, yes, Ellie rolled worse than you. <laughs> Why am I not surprised? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I gotta make sure I got her hit points right, just so I don't kill you guys. Um, okay, yeah, that's right. So, and it is going to. I need to hang on one second. Pull up the stats for it. So it goes to actually bite you, um, and it is going to uh, 21 to hit. <laughs> I know that hits. <laughs> it does. Um, I have 14 armor. Or 14, okay. yeah, armor class. Uh, you take six points of piercing damage. Oh, that's no fun. Plus two points of acid damage. As the whatever it is, saliva or whatever, as it, the teeth pierce your skin, there's a burning sensation in the wound that it had created. It is your turn. And I'm stuck. My left hand is stuck to it, right? Correct. All right, well. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna pull out my You are technically grappled by it because you are adhered to it. So in order to, um, what grappled mean is your speed is zero. Um, you can't benefit from any bonus to your speed. Okay. Um, the condition, the grappled condition will end if you become incapacitated, i.e. knocked out from mm -hmm. lots of hit points. Um, it also ends if an effect removes the creature that you are grappled with from the range of you. Like, so if someone, if you used like Thunder Wave and it pushed the creature 10 feet back, that would break the grappled condition. You can get out of the grappled condition by using a contested strength roll. But until you break the grappled condition, you cannot move away from this creature. Okay, so would the strength roll be my turn then? It would be your action. You'd need to use an action uh -huh. to break that. So if you want to stay and fight it, you can stay and fight it one-handed. That's fine. Um, if you want to try and get away from it, you're going to need to use an action to um, break the grapple first. Oh. Yeah, I'm going to pull my hand away. I. Okay. I can't stand another round if I don't if it has sixty points of damp or health like the last freaking thing that you did. <laughs> Son of a bitch. All right. What the what's in the adventure? <laughs> oh, well. Alright, so uh twenty sided? Yeah, yep, yeah, roll D twenty, add your strength modifier to it. Of course, my strength is a minus one, and I rolled a three. You rolled a three? So I had a, a two. So I uh, two. So you are plenty stuck to it. Uh, and you don't have a movement. Do you have anything to do as a bonus action? That's what I'm looking for. Do you have disengage? I mean, not that you can use it right now because you're stuck to the thing, but that would be... Um, oh, I forget what it's called. Um, cunning action. Yeah. As, as as a rogue, you have cunning action. I think you get it at level two to disengage, oh, which yeah, allows you to right. get away without the, but as a bonus action. So I can disengage. Uh, you can't because you're stuck. To I'm it. stuck. Okay, that's your right. movement yeah. to zero. Had you been able to break that, you could have disengaged with a bonus action, got away without getting swung at. So uh, well, with my bonus action, I'm going to try and pull again. Um. Yeah, sure. I'll because uh, your movement, and your bonus action. I'll give you another opportunity to go. This will be the end of your turn, though. All right. Fifteen minus one is fourteen. Okay. Yes, you are able to get your hand away. You make two attempts to try and pull your hand away. You pull and you missed, and you pull again, and you your hand comes free. Uh, Ellie is going to. Oh, what is she going to do? She has... What would you like her to do? She has a uh, Sacred Flame spell. She can Cure Wounds. Or she could cast Guidance on you. Uh, cure Wounds. Cure Wounds? Yeah. 
Okay, uh, hang on one second. Um, or she has Bless. Okay, you want her to cast Cure Wounds on you. Okay, she will cast Cure Wounds on you. Um, then, so, Cure Wounds... Oh, crap. I forget. Cure Wounds is 1d8 plus her spellcasting modifier, I think. Hey, John, you want to move You're... your microphone away from your mouth a little bit? You seem kind of hot. Okay. Well, I know I'm hot. Is that better? I don't have a lot of control over this mic, so. No. Okay. Um, the. Oh, hold that thought for one second. Yep, you do that. I'm gonna look this up. So. This is the problem. I have too many windows open. Oh, I could put it in here. Let's put it in here. This is better. I have three different devices going here with. Um. Trying to control everything. Let's see if I got that. So I got the mimic stats here. I got Ellie stats here. I got combat here. I got the map up here, the chats here, and this window should be where I should be looking stuff up. Honestly. Which I did. So Ellie is going to be able to 1d8 plus 2. Um, slow. So it's plus two. All right. So Norman's back here. Ellie's going to cast Cure Wounds on you, so it's a 1d8 plus 2 if you want to roll that. Seven plus 2 is 9. You, so you get healed for 9 hit points, but there's something interesting that happens when you do this. Um, and I got to figure out... I'm going to get back to this page. I got too many charts I need. When she casts this, the <clears throat> the air kind of shimmers and shines in a way you did, you'd have not seen when she's cast a spell for you before. I need you to roll a d20. 10. Ten. As you as she casts this spell and this um magic kind of seems to feed back off her hands you get your healing the way it normally does but it, the energy that comes out of her hands towards you feedbacks and seems to travel over her skin and back over her and her skin turns blue like she's blue now like smurf blue and she looks at her hands for a second and is like What's that? What's that mean? God, I hope that's not permanent. <laughs> and as you're kind of looking and stunned at about what just happened, this thing swings at you. Uh, for a 13. Armor class 14. So that misses. As it tries to swing this purplish looking tongue out of this mouth at you 
Um, it is your go. Yeah. I'm going to disengage. I'm going to jump back. Okay. So you move, You use your bonus action to disengage. Mm-hmm. How far back are you moving from it? Uh, to the mouth of the... To the mouth oh. of the 5, 10, 15, 20. Yeah, you could get right about the mouth of there. Yep. You're about 30 feet away from it. Yeah. What would you like to do then? You have an action. Do you want to pull out your bow as you're moving? Well, if it's a barrel and it's in its spot. Yeah, I'm going to pull out my bow and arrow. I'm going to shoot at it. Okay. I'm, I'm questioning as to whether or not I even have to fight this thing because... Is it going to jump out at me? Hmm. Yeah, I might as well shoot an arrow at it. Okay. Seven. Seven to hit. Misses. Plus? plus? Seven. Nope. seven plus what? Plus what? Uh, my rapier is five, right? You don't want your rapier. You're shooting your bow. Or my arrow, I mean. Uh, I'd have to pull you up. Uh, short bow is five. So, so 12? Three. Yep. It just hits it. Roll damage. Uh, eight, right? Eight dice? What does your short bow say on your actions? Oh, Jesus. You would think I'd never done this before. <laughs> don't get there. Don't get there. Uh, your short, short D6. bow is D6 plus three. Two plus three is five. Five points of damage, too. As the arrow sticks in it. And the arrow hits it on the face of it above where the mouth opened up. And you see these eyes kind of open and blink and look a little woozy as the thing actually kind of gets up on these two wooden things and kind of you realize it's mobile. <laughs> Great. Um, Ellie uh, kind of looks at you and uh, attack? <laughs> How close is she? She's right there next to it, isn't she? Uh, she's 10 feet away from it, probably. Close enough to cast Cure Wounds? Yeah, she's 10 feet away from it. So you were between her and it, and... She could move away without being attacked. Alright, yeah, I'm gonna have her move over by me. Over by you, and then mm. Firebolt, I assume? Or yeah. not Firebolt, uh, Sacred Flame? Yes. Okay. I really just all this crap up. I will get Ellie's character sheet together here soon. I keep saying that every week. Um, so she will make a... Oh no, it needs to make a deck save throw. Um, what is its dexterity? Its dexterity is... So that's a... Uh, 10 against her save, which is 12, I believe. Spell save. DC 12, yep. So, it fails its save, so roll a D8 for her damage. She got an 8. Ooh, excellent, excellent. 
as the flame hits it right about the same spot where your arrow hit, right between the eyes, the flame hits it and it screeches. It sees the two of you and it comes, it runs about, well, not <laughs> runs is a relative term. It's on these legs and it kind of waddles forward about 15 feet and lashes its tongue out in your direction, but it's nowhere near being able to hit you. It has moved 15 feet forward, so you guys are still 15 feet away from it as it is chasing you. Uh, Aaron, it is your go. And is it on fire because it's wood? Um, Fingers crossed? Uh, it's radiant damage, not fire damage. Oh, well. Bah humbug to you. Uh Oh, um, roll it, roll a d20. Need to leave this chart up. Three. Oh, wait, never mind, never mind. Nope, that doesn't happen there. Um, it, it, you see the odd, like, colored feedback off of her spell, but it doesn't do anything. That's right, it's, it's only spell slots of one or higher. <laughs> That it does it on. Um, so uh, it moves forward. It is your go, Aaron. All right. I'm going to. I'm going to use my short bow again. You load another arrow, cock another arrow. 17. Absolutely hits it. Plus five, yeah. And damage, 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 damage. No, of course it's cocked, right? <laughs> Rested against the other dice, of course. Oh, yeah, that happens. Two plus three is five. Five points damage. Say another arrow hits it, it does not like it does not like being a pincushion. Um Ellie takes cue from you and just lines up another sacred flame. Uh if you want to oh it needs a deck safe. Uh it failed. Yes, it failed. So D eight damage for her sacred flame. One. One? All right, back to, um, she actually, after she casts her Sacred Flame, she backs away another 15 feet down that hallway. Um, this thing is going to waddle towards you, the 15 feet between you and it, and make an attack on you. Okay. Uh, 14 just hits you as this tongue comes out and slaps at you. Uh, you take, uh, two and three, five points of bludgeoning damage, and you are grappled to it again. This tongue is stuck to your side. Of course it is. So you can no longer move away with it, away from it, until you break the grappled condition. 
All right, I am going to pull out my rapier. Okay. And hack off its tongue. Try and hack off its tongue? Sure. Okay. Um, make an attack roll. 10 plus 5, 15. 15, you swing at its tongue. You actually miss its tongue, but you do connect with the creature. Let's go ahead and roll your damage. Six. Six damage to it? Plus. Oh, yeah, plus your. Plus three is nine. Oh, you know what? I need to roll a d8. Oh, that would be a good idea. You weren't using a d8? Oh, Jesus, I should have stuck with the d6. Uh, one plus three is four. Four. <laughs> Sometimes it's better to not not saying it's right, but you know. <laughs> Thank you for being honest. <laughs> uh, Ellie, from her um, position, is going to I'm wondering if she can. She doesn't have anything. That would. Push it away. Nope. So. She's going to firebolt it again. Fair? Yeah, that's probably a wise choice. Um, this time. It fails. I need a, a, a deck save from you at disadvantage, too. For me? Yeah, for you, because you're grappled with it currently. Oh. I'm being a little mean. <laughs> uh, do I need... Shouldn't I roll for Ellie's damage? Uh, yeah, after we know whether or not oh. you get hit by it as well. Oh, Jesus. Nice. Uh, I did. Five. A five? Yeah. Okay, so go ahead and roll Ellie's damage. Uh, wait, did I need to add dexterity to my roll? Yes, so yeah, your dexterity. would have been eight. Then. Eight? Okay. Still fails. Mm -hmm. <laughs> roll Ellie's damage. Seven. Seven. Okay, so you take three of that, and then Mimic will take four of it. <laughs> She, you hear her mutter something under her breath that actually catches you by surprise. Like, she like cursed. <laughs> um. Back to it. It is going to try and bite you now. Um, and it has. Oh no! Ah, uh, does it? I thought it had advantage if it had you grappled. Huge or smaller creature is also grappled by the ability checks made to escape the grapple. Oh yeah, the mimic has advantage on attack rolls against a creature grappled by it. So it is able to bite you with a 20? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that is a solid yes. Uh, so you take 5 piercing damage. 
and two acid damage uh, as its saliva burns your and I am death saving you are death saving <coughs> Ooh. Oops. sorry about that I should have muted that damn it um <laughs> when when you fall unconscious you fall to the ground it lets you fall to the ground and turns its focus on Ellie um it moves 15 feet towards her uh your death saving throw your first death saving throw uh 20 20 you say I mean it's a d20 yeah d20 beat a 10 3 that's not beating a 10 so that's a that's a failure. All right, Ellie, seeing you on the ground, seeing it coming towards her, um, I'm gonna make an insight check. See if she realizes. Yes, um, she as she's watching it waddle towards her, she thinks it is incredibly hurt. She thinks she can finish it off, so she's going to sacred flame it again. So okay. go ahead, go ahead and roll a d8. Three. Um. Yep. And it fails, so it takes three points of damage, and it actually slows down as it's coming towards her. Um. She backs away another. She's got me you're... running out of room pretty quick here. Yeah, you're. She's at the back end of the hallway. You're at the front end of that hallway, and the thing is between the two of you right now. Um, and go back to it. It moves towards her. It cannot get in range. It's going to swing its tongue towards her, but it's not going to be able to connect to her. I need a death saving throw from you. Seventeen. Seventeen. That's a success. One of each. Back to Ellie. Is you going to give it one more try? Yep. With a... She's trying to just stay out of the range of it, so she's going to keep Sacred Flaming to hit it. Uh, it does not save well. It, it is not saving. Go ahead and roll a d8 for the damage. Two. Two. The Sacred Flame hits it, and it... <clears throat> right in the mouth, open mouth of it, and it the light from the inside just kind of seems to seep out the eyes and mouth of it and the seams of this barrel, and... It slumps forward on the floor. She runs instantly towards you. Jumps this creature. Slides in next to you. Puts both her hands on you. And casts Cure Wounds. For her second time. And she's out of spell slots. But I need a d20 rolled by you. Because the magic of this place may mess with her again oh it really messed with her one a one yeah there's actually there's a little bit of feedback but nothing happens so no 20 is the one where it really messes with her because that's i get to choose something then 
Um, but go ahead and roll the 1d8 um, plus 2 for your hit points that you get back. Uh, 3 plus 2 is 5. So you get 5 hit points back and you are stable and alive. She looks at you and smiles and says, we need to quit making a habit of this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do. She offers a handout to help you up off the ground. Have you ever fought one of those before? I've never seen one of those before. I've heard of them. I've never fought one before. That's that's a... I assume it's a mimic. Um, a shape changer. And as you turn and look at it, it no longer looks like a barrel in the hall. It just kind of looks like a pile of gray ooze. That... Like, you ever see that really ugly pile... That puddlefish thing <laughs> oh yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, it looks kind of like that sitting in the hallway just a goopy mess of garbage yes uh roll an insight check sixteen you get the sense that this might be what these gnomes are afraid of if there is something that's been running around these caves and changing shape and taking the shape of different things and attacking gnomes. Hmm. Interesting. She looks at her hands as she's looking at you. She says, is this, is this on my face and everything? And it is. <laughs> so I'm going to say, listen up, Smurfette. No time to worry about that now seriously I god I hope this is not permanent if it's permanent we'll find a way to die you back can't be that hard you don't know much about magic do you not a damn thing it's apparent well I'm gonna poke around the other barrels just to see if bunch of full barrels of wine are you, are you looking for another fight, Aaron? <laughs> I don't know if I'd recommend that. You only have five hit points. Uh, and she's out of spell slots. <laughs> no? Okay. Um, She goes over to the creature and... um, She's kind of looking at it and she doesn't know. Like... As you come walking up, she's like, "Should we should tell someone? I'd like to take it with us to prove that it was us that did this." I. Is there anything left of it? I thought it was just a bunch of ooze. Well, it, it's kind of it's an oozy like if you poke at it, you, there's like structure to it underneath, but it's it's not like rigid structure like joints. Okay. It has like bones within it but you can tell that there's muscle that actually contorts it hmm. it's very strange it's like loose bones inside a sack of a bunch Jill. of muscles all right so i'm gonna is there i'm gonna take a trophy off of it or something that i can use as proof okay um you cut away a hunk of it and it's a hunk of gray flesh like a 
almost like a foot pad, you would guess, to the best okay. of your knowledge. So you take that with you, you put that in your sack, which satchel, satchel, <laughs> which, so you're headed down the hallway then? Yeah, we're going to continue to head down that hallway. Okay. So as you head down to this next area, um, you head down, this opens up, there's a, uh, cliff face in front of you that leads to a. It's like a 10-foot elevation to a, a chamber over, little chamber overlooking this room. Um, you see a hallway off to the left. And there are um, two gnomes standing on that ledge. Uh, one of them calls out, a, a female gnome voice calls out in, um, do you speak gnomish? I do not think so. I think I had picked uh, Dwarven, I thought, or something. No, it was uh, Orc. Orc? Okay. Uh, <clears throat> I can actually look at this too. Uh, Elvish Goblin. Common Elvish Goblin in Thieves' Cant. Is, where, you... right, is it uh, under description? It, or where is it? It's under your... Um, Ability saves, senses, oh. proficiencies, languages. There we go. Languages. That's yeah. at, at the, the bottom. Side. Bottom and the left. Yeah, I was looking at the. Wrong, I was looking at the. That giant box with actions, equipment, features. Oh yeah. Um. So she yells out in a in a. Unknown language to you. Um. And then um the other one the male yells, "Who goes there?" In common, you understand what he's saying. All right. Uh, I'm Aranon, and this is Ellie. We, I think we just took care of your problem. I think we just saved your Nomagard from a mimic. Uh, prove you're not the mimic, he says. So I'm going to hold up the gelatinous goo and say this is what's left. Um, the rest of his body is behind us. I need you to make a persuasion check. Uh, you can have it at advantage as well. So D20 twice, take the higher roll, and then add your charisma persuasion skill to it. Should be plus 16. Three. 16? Uh, okay, okay, yes, yep, yep, um, okay. Uh, I Stay there, I'll be right down. And it's, <laughs> you hear coming from the hallway to the left this... Ching, 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 as this little gnome in this set of armor comes running down the stairs with a spear. Uh, um, I'm, my name is Pog. Um, you killed the shape changer? Yes, yes, we did. Where is it? You have, what is, what is that? That's gross. <laughs> it is gross, and the rest of them is gross, too. The rest of them looks just like this. Uh, where, where is it? Where is it? I'm gonna... I want to make sure it's dead. I'm gonna take him over to the... Okay, so he he kind of as he's approaching it, he sees it and he's like, "Oh, uh, ooh!" And he takes his spear and he like pokes at it a couple times, cutting into the flesh of it. Yeah, yep, definitely dead. Definitely dead. 
yes. Okay. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, I will take you to see, to see, um, 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 I will take you to see the, the, no, um, I'll take you to see Fiddlestib, um, and maybe, maybe Devil Bump. They're, they're working together. Um, what? Follow me. <laughs> he kind of walks away. All right, we're going to follow him. Uh, he walks into that main room again and looks up on the ledge and, um, says, Ula, Ula, I'm going to take them to, they killed the, 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 the shape changer is down the hall. There, back there, he's gross. Um, go watch it so it doesn't move, but I think it's dead. So, um, I'm taking them to see Fiddle, Stib, and Devil Bob. They killed it. They have a trophy. Um, yes. So, we may be safe. And she looks at him and goes, I'll go watch it. I don't know if we're safe, though. So, you be careful. She And she comes down and um, wanders off the hallway. She's she's kind of like side eyeing the two of you mm-hmm. as she does. All right, uh, follow follow me. And he goes walking down that staircase out into the main area where the bridge was that you saw over the waterfall, or the waterfall falling down right next to that yeah. bridge. And he gets on the bridge and he walks across it like, hey, hey, da 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 da, just kind of goes normally, just right over it. Is it like a rope bridge or is yeah. it like a? Yep, it's like a rope bridge with wooden planks in it. Okay. Um. It's it's sturdy enough. Um, you being Elvin and, uh. Ellie being. Ellie Ellie being a lightweight female human. <laughs> she didn't gain weight by turning blue, did she? No. And her skin is still blue and she seems mildly concerned about this the whole time. Like she's thinking about how to get rid of this. Um as you get across the bridge and uh she kind of grabs her hand for a second. She said they don't want to take us to the king. The king? That's weird. Like he was gonna say king and then he didn't say king. Yeah, I noticed that. I'm I'm just gonna let it play out, I think. I'm wondering if the king is sick or hurt. I, maybe they're protecting him from, maybe, you know, from us. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm just going to play along with it for a while and see what happens. Yeah. Keep keep a wary eye open. Um, as you walk up the steps, there are what basically look like large turnstiles of very very sharp blades and um you see him pull out a little device and he hits a button on this device and you see this little glowy hand kind of jump up out of it and just kind of go bobbing through the blades over to the other side and it goes around the corner, and you hear a click, and the blades stop. Like thing, like the Adams family thing. Except ethereal, and it kind of floats in the air. Exactly like thing, but it's like a blue glowy ghost. Like th- think about uh, Jedi ghosts. Okay. But it looks like thing. 
and it floats through the air. Thing force ghost. Exactly, exactly. A thing force ghost. It goes over and you it goes around the corner. You see it disappear on the corner, but then there's a sudden click and the spinning blades stop. These things are spinning on their own, looking basically like to chop anything that would come through. So you're he says, "Come follow me," and he walks in to navigate it. As you get to the other side of the spinning blades, once you and Ellie are both clear, he grabs a lever on the wall and throws it upward, and the blades start spinning again. That's a hell of a defense system you got there. Yes. That keeps unwanted out. So, be glad you're with me. We appreciate you taking us. Ah. Okay. He brings you up um, down the hall there, and it curves off to the left and up a flight of stairs. And it opens into a <clears throat> large workshop area. There is a male gnome and a female gnome running around. <clears throat> uh, they have this giant. One of them has this giant gun basically like honey i shrunk the kids he's jabbing all this stuff in trying to get it to get it to work and it's pointed at a chair that's got like belts that like that like you'd strap someone in to hold them into the chair and and a thing to hold the head still almost like um clockwork orange style say like an electric chair kind yeah of yeah kind of the like if you were strapped in you'd have a hard time getting out or even moving and this large gun-like contraption seems to be pointed at the part that would hold your head. <clears throat> the other one is over at this massive, for lack of a better term, sewing machine, fastening buckles to this large canvas piece of cloth. And is just working, both of them are working furiously on both of these things. <clears throat> Um, they don't seem to notice you. <clears throat> I'm gonna um, I'm gonna wait for the yep for the gnome to do his thing. Um, his name's Pog. I gotta write that down. It's Pog. <clears throat> kind of walks up and uh, uh walks over to the to the one and the male. Who's working on the gun and <clears throat> fiddle step, fiddle step, and he's just going to dump. Yeah, yeah. What do you want? What do you want? I need to get this. I need to get the sanity ray working. But but we have we have friends, and he sits up straight for a moment and turns and friends. Yes, yes. They 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 took care of the um the shape changer. Really? And he kind of turns and he looks to see you guys. Uh, hello. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I, I am, I am Fiddlestib. My, uh, my associate here says you, you took care of the shape changer. Yeah, yeah. We kind of got lost in one of your rooms and it attacked us. Ooh, you're still alive. Yes, we are. That is good. That is better than the gnomes have done. We used to be 22. Now we are 20. Well, 
we have lost to to the shape changer. I have confidence that uh, after walking past your giant bolt gun, that you'll be able to take care of yourselves from here on out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we let him build over there. He's isolated that way. He doesn't hurt anybody. Um, he tends to get lost in the in the excitement when the invention starts working. Um, yeah, yeah, I noticed. He he loses focus of the world for a while. Uh, do you have you ever dealt with anyone that's been crazy like not all there I've talked to a few in my time like have you been able to get them back to being all there maybe unfortunately I usually leave them be If he's not hurting you or anybody else, I think he's fine. Oh, you sound like you agree with her. And he puts his thumb over the <laughs> over the shoulder to the to the female gnome who is fiercely putting buckles on this piece of canvas. All right. Well, you go talk to her then. I'm going to try and get this working. And he goes back to <laughs> digging the attaching stuff and fiddling with this gun that you see in front of you. Alright, so I'm going to go over and introduce myself. Uh, I'm Aranon, and this is Ellie. Huh? And she turns and looks looks up and it's like Maz Kanata, like fucking <laughs> giant big, goggles. Giant goggles. Oh, and she puts them up. Hello. <laughs> uh, can Can I help you? Yeah, we took care of that mimic for you guys. Uh, we just made sure your Nomagar was safe. Oh, the shape changer. Yeah, yeah. He's oh. not going to bother you anymore. Well, that is definitely good. Um. Um. Oh. Can you help us with another issue? It depends. What's what's going on? Have you ever helped someone that hasn't been all there? <laughs> like like gotten them to come back to all there or gotten them to a place where maybe they don't hurt people or make bad decisions? Um, this I, this never... and she as as you kind of look and stutter, she goes, This this is a straight jacket it keeps the person straight so they can't move their arms or their legs so they cannot hurt anybody what do you think uh i think it's a bit big unless the person that you're looking to uh throw in there is big well no it's it wraps around them several times see if i do this and this and she, uh, she walks over to Ellie and goes to put Ellie's arms in it. And Ellie kind of looks at you with a, like, a, really, you're going to let her do this? And then doesn't she doesn't fight at all. And this gnome proceeds to put Ellie in this straight jacket. And then you take this over here and you go like this. Okay, you, yep, yep, I think we got it. Yep, 
I know what you're doing. Yep, we got it. Okay. But you, look, you even I, I only have this one buckled. Can you move at all? And Ellie's like, no. It'll work well if your concern is not allowing them to move. Heck, this would even keep me from casting some spells. Yeah, maybe it'll keep you from turning yourself blue again. She gets real quiet at that moment. Uh, the um, devil Bob, as she's undoing the jacket and said, oh, the blue's nothing. That will go away in like like an hour. Whenever whenever you cast your spell, that's just our, our magic in the cave. It just does that. I don't know why, but it's weird. It does. You're lucky. It only turned your skin blue. It does much worse things than that. <laughs> it's just See, I... <laughs> See, I told you it'd be fine. Uh, and she kind of sighs a little bit with relief, understanding that, oh, okay, this will be, this will be all right. Um, there is, um, as the two of them are kind of working and, uh, they, they ask for your help, um, they are looking they are willing to offer you gnome-made magic items and f for helping out with um, their friend who is not entirely there that they keep referring to. <clears throat> okay. Um, to make an insight check. Uh, six plus... Two is eight. Six plus two is eight. Um, yeah, as they go on to describe it, you get the feeling that they're embarrassed by who they're referring to, but you don't get anything about who it is. Like, they both seem like they're embarrassed to mention this person's name or relation to them, or they're hiding something about it. But they want your help. Hmm. My brain is a working. Uh, I'm going to talk to Ellie real quick. I'm going to say, I, th I think we should do this. Uh, we could really use some, some gear. Uh, and we still haven't found what we're looking for yet. Um, give me two seconds. I could go look at this. Side note, refresh my memory. We're looking for a magical item, right? We're looking for... Yep, uh... they're looking to bring a magical... He's looking for a magical item from here. But we don't know exactly what it is, right? Correct. Okay. Uh... Okay. Once you're, with, once you're done with that, I want to do something else, too. Okay. Um... Okay. Yes. So they are as as you have the conversation, um they they said, um, well maybe maybe if we go uh talk to him and show him that the shape changer is gone, that might do something. Yeah, that's 
probably a good that, idea. That may help a lot. Um, so, what, well, what was it that you had wanted to do? While I'm talking to Ellie, I'm going to look around the shop to see if there's anything um, that would be of interest to us or anything that would be maybe the uh, magical item we're looking for. Uh, the, the workshop is cluttered with like half-completed gnomish inventions. Um, there's several work tables with tinkers' tools. Um, there's a 10-foot-high ledge that overlooks the room. There's a wooden pedestal on it. Uh, you notice on the pedestal there is a leather-bound book. Um, but I'd have to climb up there, right? You'd have to climb up there to see it. There is a staircase leading away to the west. Um, um, you don't see anything that looks like a completed um, project, though, on any of the tables. As they're talking with you, um, one of them says, uh, "Just for uh, just for example of something we may be able to reward you with, should you be able to help um, our friend, is um, this." And he pulls out a, it's a foot long wooden dowel that is. Mm, probably about a two-inch diameter on the end. And he says, this is what we're talking about when we talk about gnomish inventions that would help. And he says, extendo! And the thing suddenly shoots out to a 10-foot-long pole. Uh, make a deck saving throw. <laughs> As he kind of pointed it at you. <laughs> One plus five is sixty or six. Six. Yeah. You take a point of bludgeoning damage as the end of this pole hits you in the forehead as it extends. Oh, oh, goodness! Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, but, but this, um, retracto, and the pole comes back down to one foot, and he said, "This is the type of gnomish ingenuity we are talking about rewarding you with," uh, and he kind of puts it back in his bag. Um, sorry about the forehead. Um. You're you're bleeding a little. And uh, they take um so you agree to go with them to Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go talk try to talk some sense into them. Okay. Um they bring you up the stairs into uh G fourteen. Oh, G14, you don't have the map numbers. <laughs> they bring you up the stairs to the left there, straight to where the double doors are that open to that room that looks like there's an altar. Mm -hmm. It's not an altar. When those double doors open up and swing open, you see that that is two thrones. This is a throne room for um, for all intents and purposes, you would assume is the throne room, throne room of this kingdom yeah 
Um, and Devil Bob goes waltz, walking up and around the thrones to the back and hits a couple of rocks on the wall. And then one of them just swings in, revealing a long hallway. Um, and into another room at the end of it. And you get into that other room and you see a um, male gnome sitting on a bed, uh, his head in his hands. It uh, looks like he's been crying and kind of emotional. Um, in a chair nearby that is bolted to the ground is another male gnome about similar age um, in a in like wrapped in a cape and seems to be for all intents and purposes glued to the chair with some sort of sticky glue type thing and his, his eyes are wide and he's struggling against this cape and that is where we'll stop this week wow <laughs> that's not the person I thought I was going to be going to help <laughs> I assumed they were talking about the guy doing the crossbows doing the, the chunks I, was, I assumed that he was going to be the king that he just lost his mind and it's amazing they, how did that works. Him, they did give him a name though so I guess I overlooked that but yeah fun stuff yeah. Oh, um, buddy. I think I got to look at it, but I think. Well, no, we'll get into that because I don't know if I want to give you a long rest here. I don't want to give you a long rest here because you don't have, um, but I'm, I'm trying to think where you level. Da -da -da. Um, I may have to. In the meantime. Yeah, in the meantime. I'll look into that and figure out how we're going to level and when we're going to level you. All right, sounds good. Yeah, in the, in the meantime, uh, you can watch us here on Twitch. Uh, we have our Twitter account, 2Nerds1Quest, and I set up a YouTube channel in case you don't have Twitch or don't want to do this. I'm working on setting up the podcast. So that should be coming out as soon as I get the audio levels uh, to where they need to be. Yeah, so there's going to be more places to get this soon. So three, five sessions we've had, and three of them we've had death saving throws. <laughs> Fun. Hi, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> you know, does, does everybody else in your other groups have this issue? No, no. Like on Friday night, I killed the cleric outright. Like, didn't even have death saving throws. I did enough damage to her <laughs> in one hit to kill her outright. So, that's fun. It's... <laughs> I'm sure she thought it was great. Oh, she's wondering what uh, she's going to do next. And I'm like, oh, just hang on. We'll have a conversation before the next session. And <laughs> Technically, she's not going to do anything next. She's dead. Well, no, she's got a soul, and that's going to, I'm still determining whether I want, where I want the soul to go and what's going to happen with her. Um, interaction with who I have like th two or three different entities I'm thinking of her interacting with in a spiritual form necessarily with reasons that she could be sent back to her body so 
And that, and that's that's yeah. If I try and take a small page out of Chris Perkins' book here, he did a lot in the afterlife, afterlife, so mm-hmm. to speak, with some of his characters because he kills them, and then he. <laughs> Then they have to find a way back. Then they either got to find a way back or they come back or they're not fully who they are when they come back or so it'll be, it'll be fun. Excellent. Cool. Well, I look forward to the next session then. I look forward to the next session too, Norm. I'm having a lot of fun here, buddy. (laughs) Yeah. Thanks. All right. We'll talk to you later. Bye guys. That was fun. I'm getting, I'm getting the hang of for you. Now, a question I have. Do you want me to just make choices for Ellie, or do you want to